Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So last Saturday, Lorraine, it was yep. my dear old dad's 83rd birthday. So we invited him around for lunch, obviously. And um, it was the first time that he was going to meet my son's girlfriend lovely girlfriend exciting and uh his opening gambit when he got oh, there no. and met her he knew she was going to be there <laughs> old people he said who's this lovely young bird oh my goodness <laughs> oh my god it's like they can't help it isn't it the boomer I mean, generation it, it was i suddenly thought oh gosh it is a dementia moment he thinks it's the 1970s i mean i haven't heard that word used anywhere no. for Decades, I don't think. Maybe I can refer to you as my lovely young bird. No, <laughs> quite like it. But I'd be thinking that I would be a little starling or maybe a little thrush. What would you say to that? I just hadn't even thought about that, Trish. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to Postcards from Midlife. I'm Lorraine Candy. I'm Trish Halpin, and we're on a mission to help you make the most of your magnificent midlife. We'll be tackling everything from mind and body wellness to HRT and your sex drive. Lorraine and I are here to help you have a stylish second act and answer all your midlife questions on fashion, beauty, careers, relationships, family, and as always, the challenges and joys of parenting teams. It's been a week of family farewells for us, hasn't it? You've been spending yes. a lot of time on the M6. I you? have. I've had a I've lot been... of WhatsApp messages from the M6. God, it's a long journey <laughs> up to Scotland, I can tell you. I'm taking number two, 18-year-old Grace, off to university. Can I mention motorway services while we're talking about this, oh, Trish? Why not? Because Don't I guess. had no idea, because we always go south, so we go M4, M5. I know all the motorway services there. This is not boring. This is the kind of thing you're interested in, Trish, I can tell you. Have you ever stopped at T-Bay, which is in... It's just before Scotland, motorway services. Ooh, no, I don't think I've ever been on a road that it's far north. It's like the Louis Vuitton of motorway <laughs> services. It's not. Oh, my God. What, overpriced, you... very no, fancy? It's a family-run farm shop basically but it is still oh. you know, with a big um, garage and coffee and everything but it's got all recycling i would i wanted mm. to stay in there i was in there about 45 minutes oh. to be dragged <laughs> out because i'd bought this handmade giant tea cake which is a thing you get up north as well okay which was amazing it was 3.99 but it was worth every penny it lasted about two hours for me anyway that was the highlight of the journey oh. it was a very sad time and when we got back in the car trish and i turned on the radio it was uh, simon and garfunkel homeward bound oh. not helpful <laughs> stopping me crying anyway how did you mark oh. the drop off well we're not there yet it's tomorrow it's tomorrow and it feels like oh. it's been dragging out so apologies to everybody if this has been going on for weeks but it does feel like it's been it's oh, been everyone's... building but we did a little family farewell um event on the weekend um we went to the four of us we went to an escape room which i've never done before yes. and i tell you what it was kind of one of those it's a sort of test of your your family <laughs> communication yeah. everything and actually it was super fun but of course it was um, a battle of britain Escape was that room. a Neil inspired? Well, yes, funnily Just enough, like Battle of Britain. Yes, we? so we were having to um, launch these air squadrons before the Luftwaffe completely decimated <laughs> the UK and life would never have been. Neil and his bird. Yes, exactly, more birds, <laughs> air birds. And actually... Dress up, it was... don't tell me you had to dress up. No, well, there's, there's an element of dressing up. So we oh, did all this and it's quite... I think if you've never done one before, this is what this is my excuse. It's quite difficult to get your head around because it's a certain way of thinking and logic and patterns. But it was so much fun, and we had our guy looking after us was called Django. 
And yeah. Django was very helpful and supportive. And he said at the end, because they watch you and give you little, through a weird sort of microphone, give you some little um, hints and clues if you're not getting very far. And uh, we did stop the Luftwaffe, but only just. And um, he said that we were one of the best families he'd seen in terms of communication and uh, relating to really? each other. So we yeah. all were like, oh, give ourselves on the pat the back. And then we put on some RAF uniforms and had our pictures taken together. So there we are. <laughs> and uh, Neil printed, he was going to be, did Neil give the pictures to the kids? That's the plan. That's, yeah, so we're going to give them to them. They won't listen, no, exactly. I think they're going to quite like, he's doing them little printouts for their pin boards in their halls. So I think that's going to be really sweet, really, really sweet. Is it different? Does it feel different? Yes, it's a different week because obviously number one's already gone. She's up doing her work placement year, actually. She left two years ago. i tell you what I've noticed around the house is the lack of egg cups egg cups yes because my number two has a variety of piercings oh for the sterilizing <laughs> so there's the been piercings. a lot of sterilizing of yes. piercings with apparently egg cups are the things used and i would i just find them everywhere in every room the egg cups <laughs> oh, obviously right. used and just put to one side so put that it the to staff one side them up. Yes. yeah so that's well, been a bit sad oh. have you got any lasting memories well of the i will I've, I've definitely got um a sort of physical memento i have a massive bruise on my right calf uh rammed by my son in the in in ikea we were doing a shop (laughs) i don't know and then there we were and of course he's not looking where he's going ram right into the back of my calf and it's only mum though isn't it It doesn't really matter (laughs) she doesn't count there are a lot of mums in there with bruised bruised calves i think anyway so i've got a massive bruise quite painful so that's my one of my uh, little memories i think when they <laughs> but we've had I, ha- I did post on the Facebook group about about this just to see how everybody else was feeling and everybody sent such lovely supportive comments you are so yeah. lovely on there and um, Kay Betty we all loved Kay Betty for posting Pam Ayres's poem a September song yes. do you know that one I, that I do I mentioned it in my book on the emptiness yes. chapter it's yeah. very sad I don't think one should be reading that just before they go no well no but it's very it's very sweet as well yeah. and I think the thing is I thought well, should we read it out on the show and I thought no because you can own, only Pam Ayers can read that poem out right it has you're to be not going to do a Pam Ayers impression are you because no that's exactly I'm what I'm saying step out of the room if you do that <laughs> anyway me. I have been distracting me. myself yes from uh, as I normally do by throwing myself into exercise which is mm-hmm. my massive distraction technique and I've been doing our guests exercise today the personal trainer and youtube star lucy windham reed um she is going to be coming on to talk about i mean millions and millions oh gazillions i've been doing the seven minutes workout for seven days to lose belly fat okay i've done it for three days i had to do it in my swimming costume this morning because i was on my way first oh i'm not sure i like the idea mabel came in and she just i could tell she just wasn't it was all just so horrific and that'll all come out in (laughs) counseling when she gets arrested at 18. In a swimsuit. No, that's, that isn't right. But I do, I like Lucy's approach. She's got a quite a different approach to exercise, hasn't she? Yes, she as you has, say, yeah. it's this sort of short, regular bursts that really build fitness that she focuses on. And, um, you know, she's 51, so she knows what it's all about for midlife women. And I did her seven-minute hip workout, not the belly fat one, but the hip one. And even in seven minutes, it did give me beetroot face. I can't speak of beetroots. You know how I feel about them across the... <laughs> across the room to avoid a beetroot it's not one of your colors is it beetroot you know when we had our colors done yeah say beetroot for no, trish did it stand, she didn't say beetroot and it's not a good look on me or probably anybody else for that matter no. but it's one of those things that i used to be mortified by it when i was younger you know the gym loved going to the gym but knew that i'd come out with a beetroot face so couldn't see anybody for hours afterwards but you know what guess what these days in midlife I don't give a stuff anymore. No you can you, see Trish. me with my beetroot face. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, that is it is the uh, era of who who gives a toss, isn't it? Uh, midlife, mm-hmm. um, and we've often talked about midlife being really positive. Actually, haven't yes. we? And that is one of the positive things. There were again, there were some lovely messages because we talked about things we were going to give up and things we weren't going to worry about. And I'm just not going to worry about people who take exception to my forthright personality anymore. Mm. And somebody had posted on the Facebook group that 
that they weren't going to worry about that yes. either. That we, you know, we could just get on with our things. So yes. thank you for those messages because it's lovely to hear them. And also, there was a lovely message today from a woman who has listened to. She said 109 episodes because she just joined and she'd gone back through the archive, and she said it had put her into such a good mood, and she Aww. was so looking forward to the next one. Isn't that lovely? To I hear? know that's so kind. Yes, indeed. Yes. Anyway, back to Lucy now. In our chat, you are going to find out the best exercises to do in midlife. Um, we're going to talk about that middle. Um, we're going to talk about the menopause. Um, and it's that belly fat thing, the muffin top, isn't it, Trish, that mm. uh, we hear a lot about. So uh, we think we might have the answer, don't we? we think yes, we're going to the do holy grail, the muffin mm. top holy grail, maybe. We're finding it today. But yes, I think finding new exercise motivation for autumn is always a good thing because you can quite easily slide into cosy mode. <laughs> You can sort of like the weather's turning. Uh, you just want to be cosy and nothing wrong with that. But just remember, folks, Christmas is almost around the corner. Have you done a list, Christmas list? <laughs> exactly the kind of thing you would do. Well, I like it? to plan. Yes, you, you do like to plan. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about your spoons, Trish, because this made me laugh this week, your planning situation. <laughs> about your sort of showing the difference between us yes. I think isn't it because yeah. we were we were at a meeting together in town up west in London <laughs> and <laughs> like Bianca used to say on his yes, I'm exactly. going up, up west, west going up west we went up west and we're in this meeting and then afterwards we said we'd walk walk together didn't we but you I had to go to John Lewis to return some spoons which you were <laughs> like such a trish thing you were to like, do. <laughs> Exactly. But on the way, of course, it was raining yeah. and um, it wasn't raining when we left the house, our houses, but you were wearing sandals and had no jacket. Yeah. Whereas I checked my weather app, hadn't I? And I had yeah. an umbrella, a jacket, yeah. trainers, no no open feet. Yeah. And that, that kind of says it all. Do you think that says it all? That is the difference between the two of us, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just carefree, Trish, you know me. <laughs> When I say carefree, I mean disorganised. Yeah, but I think some things are definitely worth getting organised for, yeah. especially because time is short, isn't it, right? And there's so much choice out there. There's a lot of choice of what to do to yeah. spend with your very limited time, which is It's why... not that limited, Trish. What do you know that well, I don't know? No, no, I mean, I... like, just your time in the week. Not, oh, right, not, okay. not, and We're not doing death maths here. It's no, not death right, maths sorry, time. Sorry. <laughs> Quite close to death maths. It's death been an maths. emotional week. I know. Yeah, so time. How do you want to spend your free time? Well, listen to our autumn culture club that's coming up because we're going to be just sharing some of um, the tv dramas films podcasts art exhibitions whatever we've picked that yeah. we're personally looking forward it's to not this more... season trish it's not more of that repair shop shenanigans is it mm. keeping hoarding old stuff thing no it's like not no i'm not going to be no. banging on Good. about um, old duffers repairing things on tv no. which i do really love but our nostalgia noodle at the end of the show might feature a spot of old dufferishness before right. taking a leap back yes. to the nightclubs of the 1980s, are you intrigued? Yes, I, I am. I like to hear about you nightclubbing because it's a tr it's a Trish I don't know, the nightclubbing <laughs> Trish. Um, I hope you're all gripped by that teaser and you can make it through to the end. Um, I am wondering how your brain's working. <laughs> how did you go from beetroot gym tv to back in the 1980s oh, no. nightclubs i know i don't know it's, a mystery. it's all a mystery so autumn culture club the things that are getting us excited in the world of culture now we're not doing fiction books because we no. have our book club special episode with a really really superstar writer coming up very soon um but we might pop in a non-fiction book mightn't we just well to, i'm we going to pop go in with the one flow break for the everyone rules. because you're going to do one now and it's really really good and it's one of our guests and you all love her she's the og Original gangster. I don't, do I have to explain that? Do I, I think some, for some people, yes. All right. <laughs> it's okay. She's <laughs> the, the old amongst us. Yes. <laughs> She's the original uh, menopause warrior. So Davina McCall has written a book with Dr Naomi Potter called Menopausing, The Positive Roadmap to Your Second Spring, which is out now. It's absolutely brilliant. There are 660 million women worldwide uh, going through the menopause and 50% of them are in the workplace. So this book is giving you kind of 
bite-sized information on every aspect of perimenopause, menopause, and, and kind of everything around it as well. And it's got all the medical stuff that you need. Um, it's very colourful. It's the hardback at the moment. But I think it's really worth buying if you've got any questions to ask and you don't want to go to your GP unprepared. So I am loving that. There's, um, a, there's a special reason as well why we're loving it, because there's a list of, of the top resources for women yes, of this age. Yes, And it. who's in it? We're in it. We're in uh, it. We are in it. And I'm referred to as a badass, Trish. Yes, which you is are. kind of what I am, isn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so... Davina called me a badass. So that's brilliant. Yes. Um, but she will be doing the book tour. Mm. And something else I think our listeners might like is the Cheltenham Literary Festival, which is the 7th to the 16th of October. Um, if you can go and if you live nearby or you can stay, and it's not too far from London, actually, it's got just the best lineup. And there's so many women authors there this year. And I think you would really enjoy it. Christy Watson's going to be there, one of our guests. Mm -hmm. But they've got Anne Enright. They've got Tina Brown, Marina Hyde. It's going to be really good this year. And I, I go a lot and I've seen it a lot. And I haven't seen quite as many women. I am going to mention one other nonfiction book, which is about mindset. Um, and I think it's particularly relevant to midlife. It's called The Expectation Effect by David Robson, which has been out a while. But I think... If you want to be positive, and we are so positive about mm -hmm. the liberating aspect of midlife, this book kind of nails the science behind being optimistic. So if you are optimistic, optimistic things happen. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently you can live seven years longer. There is science to prove if you are, have an optimistic, positive mindset. So if you stop the kind of whinging and moaning and the death maths, Trish, which yes, one of us does. exactly. And you might live longer. Anyway, I thought I would mention okay. that. Okay, I'm just going to say optimistic mindset then anytime you get death yeah. maths. So shall I do that? Yes. Do that on the WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this is a nice one. Um, and actually, having said it's, it's, it's not a book, but it's based on a, a fiction book by Nick Hornby. Um, uh, do you remember that book he wrote called Funny Girl, which was about a Blackpool beauty queen? It's set in the 1960s and um, she moves to London and becomes famous when she lands a TV role in a, in a sort of hit TV sitcom. And um, it's been turned into a comedy um, by Sky, uh, on Sky. And actually it's called Funny Woman rather than Funny Girl. Right. We like that, we approve. And it has Gemma Arterton in the lead role. And I love her. I feel she's one of those kind of actresses that's not necessarily underrated but she's quite low profile I think she could you know she's you know she's such a good actress she's done so, so many things and um I'm really looking forward to seeing her in this it's also got Rupert Everett David Threlfall um good and it's been adapted by uh, Morwenna Banks who we know oh, is the comedy writer actress producer married to David Badil. so it's um ticking all my boxes and I do like a a bit of Nick Hornby you about a boy a huge yeah. amount from him in recent years but I have also been watching very quick because it is very quick itself those little 10 minute BBC little drama snapshots called State of the Union I was telling you about them the other week yeah. remember the first series was Chris O'Dowd and Rosamund Pike and the well, second right, series yeah. is oh, I just love it it's got that American actress Patricia Clarkson and Brendan Gleeson and they're this kind of older couple who are going and it's the 10 minutes before they go in to have couples therapy because they're relationships and it's it's so funny and poignant and I'm just sort of nodding my head along to all of it it's very it's really good so I, I recommend great a bit of Nick Hornby I have some listening mm -hmm. for you I am recommending the podcast Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett, who mm -hmm. Dragon's Den, Dragon's Stephen Den. Bartlett. He's the CEO of Social Chain, university dropout, great backstory. So I listened to it very, very reluctantly because I was in an angry place when I looked at um, the grid on Facebook. I thought Diary of a CEO and only men. I mean, it's like it was like 80% mm. men. But obviously we know the world is tilted towards men becoming CEOs and women less likely to. So I thought, I'll listen to a couple, see how it is. Well, I listened to five. They are, he oh. is a really brilliant interviewer. Okay. And what was striking about it, actually, is he really listens properly. And you get a real sense of how men's emotions work, particularly older men. It's really unusual for a man to listen and not interrupt mm. with his story or end the story or try and get the kind of traditional story out of it. So I particularly liked, um, he interviewed Julian Metcalf, who set up Pret and Itsu. Mm. And he works in a really different way. He's he's much more about, you know, Mary Porter's talked about his kindness, the staff 
being happy and the profit being the last thing they look at. So, mm -hmm. it, But it was really interesting. So many things had happened in his life. His mum had taken her own life when he was very young. Mm -hmm. But he was suddenly talking about all these emotions and it was just the skill of Stephen Bartlett interviewing him. He also interviewed James Smith, who's the personal trainer who writes about confidence, who's a very macho alpha male, actually, in my opinion. But he got really lovely stories out yes. of him. And actually, James Smith is, is one of the few trainers on social media to talk about menopause and perimenopause. Um, in the work that he does but I would really recommend it um, Nicola Mendelssohn is on it as well yeah. who is the I think she's the VP, VP of Meta Facebook yes. now um, yes. who we know and she talks about family and working he just interviews people with real skill leaves the space it's a bit like Desert Island Disc but with a lot more the Julian Metcalf one was an hour and a half which I wouldn't normally listen to a podcast that long but actually it was absolutely fascinating yeah. so if you want some insight into the mind of men, particularly mm. older men, then I would say Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. That's leading me to talk about a film, which is the, see if I can say this correctly, The Banshee of Inish Erin. Irish. Irish. <laughs> Irish. There is a link here. There is a follow on because well, this is also Irish, about men. Yes. I am Irish. And this is also about men and their relationships together. And it's also got uh, Brendan Gleeson in it. Now, fans, do you remember the film In Bruges from 2008 with uh, Brendan Gleeson and do. Colin Farrell? Oh, my God. Such a brilliant sort of black comedy crime caper. Really brilliant. Written by Martin McDonough of Four Billboards. Also, he being other half of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So there's a lot going on. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but obviously can I you get to the point though. I can well, you spent about half now. an hour talking about Julian Metcalf, so I think I can have two minutes talking about Martin McDonough. So um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so it stars Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. Reunites them. It's another black comedy, and it's set in 1923 in the kind of west of Ireland, and it's it's about male friendship and loneliness. And Colin Farrell actually won the best uh, actor award for it at the Venice Film Festival last month, and I'm going to be enjoying the beautiful scenery i'm going to be enjoying their acting performances he sort of disappeared colin farrell didn't he, he was out but i think this is going to be a good one and then i also like the fact that an actress called kerry condon plays uh colin farrell's sister in it and she is in better call saul you know oh my um, i just loved better you know call saul. mike's daughter yes it's, oh, her. it's her she's an irish actress anyway so she's wow. in this so i think that is going to be a really really good one so again following the the theme of men and friendships and yeah and if anyone sadies. hasn't seen better call saul it's brilliant i mean yeah. i would be jealous if someone was starting that from the beginning again um okay. we're actually watching so, only murders in the building as oh, well yeah. at the moment on telly which is brilliant yes. it's, it's silly but if you like steve martin it's brilliant yeah, yeah. now my final tip is a read for everybody yes. um substack which is a newsletter platform all you have to do is google substack and it will come up for all the people who keep asking me about it it's quite simple just google substack there's something called the Tuesday night social so as in tuesday night social t-u-e night social and it's basically a newsletter for gen x women it's mm. absolutely brilliant it's very funny and it links together all the pieces of writing in all the papers kind of globally across the world that you might find interest if you were born in the late 60s early 70s oh, that's um, i've just been reading a very funny piece by um a lady about her belly fat talking of belly fat oh, this week so she's it's... given it a name she's american but she's called it sheila because she thinks that she it needs a good boozy british name oh. i mean <laughs> sheila's australia <laughs> Fair enough. Don't call us all boozy. I mean, just on to something there. But I loved, I loved the Two Night Social. Um, the other thing I like, if you like fashion, obviously Trish and I like fashion, it's Back Row, which is Amy O'Dowell's Substack, and it's all about Anna Winter, basically. Oh, it's absolutely okay. brilliant. Yeah. So it's all about kind of what goes on behind the scenes during Fashion Week, lots of kind of tips. And, and that it's kind of happening at the moment. The next four weeks will be the Fashion Weeks around the world. And it's, it's quite funny. So it's worth, if you like fashion and maybe you've followed me and Trish for years after editing all those magazines, then I would sign up for that. It's free, but there is a subscription model if you want to, but it's mm -hmm. free. So there we are, plenty to keep everybody busy during these cosy autumn empty nest months. <laughs> it's yeah. a lovely culture. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today, we're going to meet the personal trainer whose easy home workouts have become the most watched fitness videos on YouTube. If you thought that accolade belonged to a man, the baby-faced Joe Wicks maybe, 36, then you would be wrong. It actually belongs to a 51-year-old woman whose seven-minute workout to lose belly fat has been viewed more than 129 million times. And she's here today. It's time to meet the irrepressibly positive Lucy Wyndham-Reed, whose journey from shy, sports-phobic teenager to internet fitness sensation is motivating women to get active all over the world. I'm a big fan of Lucy's. I did quite a lot of her workouts uh, during lockdown, especially the 12-minute menopause workout. But it's Lucy's energetic charm and the story behind her success that prompted us to ask her on the show. After being bullied at school, Lucy joined the army alongside her fiancé, Mike. When she was 21, Mike died in a shocking accident. Lucy turned to exercise to help her with grief, devising her own system of quick workouts to stay mentally and physically well. She left the army in 1994 and became a personal trainer. A decade ago, the former corporal started putting free fitness videos on YouTube and with hard work and relentless determination, she has built a successful business which has transformed the lives and bodies of women across the globe. Having suffered with extreme anxiety during her own perimenopause, Lucy's here to talk about how to find the right exercise to help you cope with your symptoms and also how to tackle that midlife middle which catches so many of us by surprise. Lucy will be sharing advice on weight loss, strengthening your joints and where to find your daily motivation to stay fit. Lucy, welcome to Postcards from Midlife. Thank you for inviting me. Right, I think I should start by saying that I have done your workout this morning. I actually did it in my swimming costume because I was about to go (laughs) swimming, which was very traumatising for my 11-year-old who spotted me doing it, but it filled me with energy. Now, one of your mantras is very much about taking control of your feelings and your health, Um, you know, starting in the morning and taking control of staying fit. Can you explain to me what you mean by that, taking control? Because I think some women might find that quite hard to do. I mean, I think it's just such a powerful thing in the morning when you've done a little bit of exercise, doesn't have to be for long, but that just kind of gives you that boost of confidence. It gives you energy. And I think the best thing is it just means no matter how busy you are, you've just taken a little bit of control for your health so I always think it's such a good habit to get into and where should someone start if they think it's too late I'm never going to be as fit as I was I'm doomed where would you say to begin the process of rebuilding fitness it's funny a lot of women perhaps have never exercised reach midlife and then thought well because I never exercised when I was younger I'm definitely gonna not start now and I think the key thing is everyone should realize they can all be the fittest version of themselves it's not about comparing themselves to others and I would say for women in midlife it's a really exciting thing to start thinking about doing that fitness journey and I think we have a perception that fitness is all about running marathons getting up at five in the morning doing hard training doing burpees doing the plank and it's really not fitness is simply about moving your body so it's the time to just find something that you're going to enjoy and exercise is literally about investing in our future health so I would say to any woman perhaps who's had an experience of not enjoying exercise not finding the time there is definitely something out there that you would enjoy you can find the time and you will love the way you feel once you start it is kind of that seven minutes as well, isn't it? I mean, your your stuff is that kind of dip in, do something, do it regularly, do a small amount of it consistently, and then you start to feel better 
and you think, well, I might do eight minutes a day. I might do might do nine. Now you're 51, and you have said that you are fitter now than you have ever been in your life, and that is quite something for a personal trainer who was in the army <laughs> to say. Explain that. What do you mean you're fitter now? a really good question that because I feel I'm fitter mentally and physically so I might not look like I did when I was 20 but what I feel is I've kind of learned more how my body works and I I suppose I found throughout the years exercises that I enjoy so I'm more consistent now and I have a real purpose about exercising so I'm not exercising to perhaps because I'm going on holiday and wearing a bikini and want to look my best I'm I'm exercising because I know that I'm looking after my heart health, my bone health. So I've got a really important sense of purpose. Also, I've got more determination and discipline. And and I want to still feel happy being me. So I think for me over the years and it's like with any trade whatever you're doing you're you're always learning and the more people I've taught over the years the more videos I've done the more workouts and the more feedback I get so I guess I've tweaked stuff so now I feel that I've got like the perfect moves that just tick every single box so that's where I'd say to women you know embrace age we're so lucky if we get to this age and it's not all doom and gloom and also you've stopped doing exercises you don't like because you told me you won't do a plan well you don't like them do you <laughs> cannot bear the plank you'll never find me doing plank years ago I think I did it once and and actually never liked it I, <laughs> so we don't always... have to do we is what you're saying <laughs> no absolutely I'm quite an impatient person I want results straight away and and I suppose one thing as you age you become more confident you're not scared in in saying it as it is so I need to know that exercises that I'm doing are working and if I'm spending my time doing an exercise I want to get multiple benefits so I think what I've done is in created exercises that work multiple muscle groups in multi-directional moves so the plank is the polar opposite of that you're just in one position kind of just really just doing one thing boring I'm all about thinking outside the box and just finding different ways to get people moving and I think most people struggle with they get bored or they haven't got the time so for me my job as a trainer has really been a problem solver and look at all those problems that put people off training solve those so then at the end of the day it's about consistency so then if they've got a short workout that's just seven minutes that is quick that gets some results that ticks every single box then they'll do it and it's consistency that's key so let's get a bit technical because i'd love to hear about some of the exercises that um that you're talking about here because you're right i mean i pretty much every exercise session i do i'm doing planks but i kind of don't mind planks but i think it does come back to that thing of in midlife you can really know your body can't you you can start to understand it and be the fittest version of you as you said and I don't compare myself to how I was when I was in my 20s but I am I'm really fascinated by your idea of the right exercises and can you just maybe just describe a few of them for me what I found really effective is to do more exercises where we're standing up instead of coming on the floor so for example like doing the plank sure you are working your core and if someone loves the plank it's like a marmite thing isn't it but by standing up what we're doing is we're then going to be challenging the body more through stability we can work a fuller range of motions so that's where on the floor we're a bit limited with your range of motion and the other thing that's really good is by then doing stuff standing then you're working a little bit more cardio so then it's really good for your heart health as well so um it, it's less about sort of static moves holding the moves i think it's just a really good thing to use it's but your body through its fullest range of motion because your body can move in three directions it has over 600 muscles it has multiple joints so an exercise to me should try and incorporate as much of that and that's where i think it's it's more effective personally than just holding a plank or doing a squat while you're leaning against a wall because you're kind of missing that opportunity of working more muscle groups. Uh, that makes sense, doesn't it? Now, you've been helping women, training them for over 25 years, helping them lose weight. It was your seven-minute belly fat workout that kind of captured everyone's imagination. And you said that if you do that seven days a week, you could lose, with the right nutrition, one to two inches 
off of your middle bits. Yeah. I'm guessing the middle bit is the most asked question of all the midlife women that you train. Um, so I think women find that complicated and they think, well, I've got to get weights and I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to take protein shakes and I've got... It's not, is yeah. it? It's not a complicated thing to no. sort out. Absolutely. And it's the most common area at that kind of midlife, around the middle, we, we gain the weight. And obviously that we refer to more as visceral fat. So it's actually more uh, less about how we look, but more about the health implications because we yeah. then store fat there and it's around sort of more the internal organs. So it's important that we really manage that. And I think with that seven minute workout, the reason it went viral, it was an area that so many people struggle with. And me telling people that do this for seven minutes for seven days Obviously, it's so key that you focus on nutrition. I talk about that in the video. But people got amazing results, which is why it then went viral. It goes back to, again, just being active. But that is definitely a troublesome area. And I think even after the age of 30, we start to experience what's called sarcopenia. So the muscle tissue starts to deactivate unless we are active. But then again, this is where fitness is so good because we can reverse that by strengthening up the muscles. The more active muscle tissue we have, the more we increase our natural metabolic rate. So um, that video definitely appealed to lots of people and still does. Every hour it has at least 2,000 people doing that workout now. It's one of the most popular workouts on YouTube. And Lucy, I'm right in thinking that, you know, even though we've got to strengthen our bones and things, that we don't need to buy, all of us buy body weights and take protein shakes and go to the gym for an hour every day when we we manage our midlife, do we? No, and it's such a good question because so many women think that they have to use extra weights and protein shakes. And as I always say, body weight is one of the best ways to train because actually what you're doing is you're still strengthening your bones, but you're also then looking after your joint health because that's really important in our 40s, 50s, but on that we look after our joint health. And when it comes to protein shakes, I always say the best source of protein is natural protein. So you can find that in things like chicken, nuts, eggs, seeds. So we really don't need to go and spend money on buying weights, joining the gym or buying shakes and smoothies. Everything is already there. Why is it so hard to shift that middle bit, do you think, then? Is it very depressing when women talk to you about that that middle bit? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a mixture of things. Definitely, as we age, it becomes a little bit more challenging, and we do tend to store our fat less around the hips and more through the abdominals. But I also think a lot of it is lifestyle. We're perhaps not then as busy. We perhaps take less interest in how we look. So it definitely isn't impossible it is possible, but it, it's about that dedication. It's really looking at nutrition. I mean, like we know how many things have got hidden sugars in. So it's really being aware of nutrition, portion, healthy eating, and just making the exercise regular. I mean, I do just think a lot of it, if we look at our lifestyle choices, a lot of those really contribute. So it isn't just about aging. It's everything else that goes with it. I had a question actually, Lucy, about the body weight, which you were just talking about, because you, you've sort of said that you're, you like to do exercises standing up. How do I do my upper body, my shoulders, my arms, if I'm standing up and I haven't got weights? What would you, what would you do in that case? That is a really good question. That is the one time you're allowed to come down onto the floor. <laughs> okay. because, because I think press-ups are amazing. They are just one of the best exercises. And of course, the great thing is press-ups, you can really progress. So if you are a complete beginner, do them leaning into a wall and sort of stand about eight inches away from the wall palms are on the wall just lean in then you can progress that to perhaps like a kitchen worktop then come down perhaps lean into a sofa then come onto hands and knees on the floor then do a three-quarter to then build it up to a full press up Mm -hmm. but even um, just standing and just doing shoulder presses so standing up and just pushing your arms up to the ceiling bringing them back back down it might feel easy to start with but if you do that for a duration of 60 seconds trust me your arms then become weights this is you know again people think you've got to hold a weight but you're already arms are already weights but definitely I would say um press-ups are a girl's breast friend incredible because that will really strengthen the upper body it's great to lift the bust and obviously it's great for your upper body bones as well 
Oh, that's really useful to know, actually. And I, th I think it sounds like your, your approach is about be kind to yourself as you're doing this and building up to it, which I, I think is really important for people to consider as well. Now, I think we should talk about you and your phenomenal success that you've you've kind of um, had over the last few years. I mean, we mentioned in the introduction your 129 million views of that video. I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's bigger than Joe Wicks. How, how have you felt about the success? What has it meant to you? I mean, the funny thing is, I don't really see success. I just see it as I'm able to provide a platform that is helping so many people around the world with their their health. And if I'm really honest, from a young child, I'd always wanted to help people. I wanted to become a nurse, but then I'm terrified of blood. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, you know, in a way teaching health and I'd learned so much using fitness had helped me through my own personal journeys so I guess for me really the numbers are exciting but success is every time I get an email from someone saying they're now not diabetic they've come off their medication that a doctor recommended my video that now they're not having to have any more physio that for me is success and that's the bit that I love. So let's talk a little bit about you and your life where you come from so you've had quite quite a bit of trauma in your life from quite a young age you were bullied at school you're dyslexic and then you lost the love of your life very early on I think you were 21 and Mike was uh, 22 and he was in the army with you and he was accidentally shot by another soldier yeah. playing a game of Russian roulette and you sort of had to deal with the kind of less than sympathetic army grieving process um, how do you feel about that now when you look back on it because that's a huge amount to deal with over a lifetime yeah I mean it's it's a really funny thing I remember it like it was yesterday but it also felt a, like a lifetime ago and I think at the beginning it was just such a shock for me that the first two three months you're just completely numb and and it was really hard because at the time when I found out I then was given two weeks compassionate leave from the army and I remember going back on my first day of service and and it was just so hard there was no compassion you're just stiff up a lip which I just had to get on and deal with it and I'm actually a very sensitive person so it, it was very hard and the time that I was in the army there were hardly any women in the army it was all men and um, and I remember because Mike was posted in order shot and I was in order shot barracks as well but he was sent over to Northern Ireland that's where where the accident had happened and when I'd gone back as I was a dental nurse the sergeant at the time had deliberately left a job for me to do and the first thing he said when I went back in is um this soldier is deceased you need to fill out all the the records and and he knew and we I'd never had to do it in my life and it was Mike's dental records oh, and terrible. Gosh. you know when you just think there was kind of like no need for that it was really really tough but all those things I look back now in a way they've made me stronger they kind of turned me into the person that I've become today which is on a mission to help so many people and all the things that I went through to make sure no one has to go through that and definitely the fitness was the one way I dealt with the grief the anxiety and the bullying because I really suffered a lot with bullying in the army as well and um, because men just kind of didn't want women there and in fact it was never the women the other female soldiers they were like rocks to each other so yeah, I think lo losing Mike definitely was a massive trauma that has kind of started, uh, has always been with me. I don't know if I've ever dealt with it the wrong or the right way. And there are lots of things it stopped me doing. I think it's really ever, it stopped me ever really meeting anyone else. It's definitely stopped me having children. I have such a fear of loss. So I'm very, very guarded. But it also meant it's given me tremendous focus on doing what I'm doing and helping other people. Mm -hmm. Well, thank, thank you for sharing that with us, Lucy. That's, you know, this must be such a hard thing to talk about and, and remember. What age were you when you left the army? I literally wanted to leave within about... Mm a month of him dying but I, I had to serve you know you can't just leave it's not a job that you go and walk out of I had to serve for, I think it was about another two years and um, it was it was really hard but my passion had then died I, I just 
you know, I found it really hard seeing all the soldiers with guns. Mike had been shot by a gun. It was it was just all that. And it was very tough. I actually went over to Northern Ireland to lay a reef where he fell. And yeah, it's a blur. It doesn't feel like it was real, but it was. And at, at 21, you're so young to kind of absorb mm. that. I mean, he was the love of my life. And, and it's very strange, but I feel him has he has been with me throughout my journey and there are so many times I've wanted to give up or things have got hard and and I'd be thinking of him then a car would go past on the motorway and have his initials you know when it's just odd signs yeah so Mm. many so many things Mm -hmm. like that that I feel that you know he's helped me build this kind of community a Lucy squad this and I feel like if it wasn't for him this wouldn't really have happened it was the path that I, I then took, life would have been very different if perhaps he hadn't played that game, Russian roulette, on that day. Who knows? Mm. Well, it's lovely to hear that that you can find comfort in the situation. I mean, obviously, looking after our physical health is a step towards looking after our mental health, isn't it? Because they are so interconnected. But what else do you like to do for yourself? What kind of, how do you have fun? How do you enjoy yourself? It's funny because that's a real struggle for me to stop working. I do this seven days a week but the last time I probably took a holiday where I didn't work was over eight years ago so I'm trying to do it a little bit more now just to look actually after my mental health for mindfulness and actually what I love doing is got some dear friends that we just go and meet and just walk through the woods just kind of being out in the middle of nowhere in nature away from everything is really good plus a nice dinner and a glass of prosecco got to be honest that really helps as well <laughs> and you've um we talked to all our guests about their actual midlife experience their menopause and perimenopause and you've talked about uh, having extreme anxiety during your perimenopause now this can really surface for women at this stage of life and i guess you've dealt with it throughout your life because of the trauma you've been through how had you dealt with that and also how did being healthy help with your symptoms of perimenopause yeah it's really interesting I actually now look back and for me the hardest thing was perimenopause more than menopause and yeah. at the time I probably didn't realize I was perimenopausal so I was just in a in a phase in my life where I just felt like I would wake up with constant worry and worry of the world on my shoulders and just preempting and imagining what if this happens that happens and it was it was exhausting and and those times occasionally where you get distracted and you'd laugh and you just think wow that's what life used to be like when I was younger when you're not worrying and the exercise definitely helped I think if I hadn't been doing the exercise and having that kind of healthier lifestyle it would have been tenfold it would have been a lot Mm. worse but um definitely the the anxiety for me has been a big issue and the, the one thing with menopause now is the brain fog that's quite challenging and that's so hard when you run your own business um trying to keep on top of things but you know again I think I would have really struggled a lot more if I hadn't have been doing the exercise with it and I think actually when you understand and then you can say actually I'm feeling like this this is my hormones or lack of them and then you can kind of just then push it to a side and think actually it's not what's relative what's happening right now. I think that's the reason we started the podcast is if we'd known it was coming we might have started exercising in a, in a kinder way to ourselves eating mm-hmm. better and all of that in, in yeah. advance and that definitely makes it better and also knowing what's causing it makes it better you've just started HRT haven't you it's just your beginning yeah, so your journey aren't you very very new to it so l- let's see but I just kind of know that actually if something is just going to help and make life easier mm. then it's it's worth worth doing it um so i've been speaking to an incredible doctor he's kind of been giving me advice i was determined to kind of march through it on my own with the healthy eating and you know doing the exercise but the thing that kind of drove me more was the the brain the cognitive health you know i felt a real 
decline in that to a point that actually it was quite frightening that I would question like what did I watch last night or mm. what who did I speak to on the phone and, and that yeah, to actually bad. not be able to remember is really frightening and that's when you realize that decline of those hormones that that's a little bit out of your control no matter how much I exercise or the healthy eating I can certainly look after some things but if that's going to help then I'm going to try it. And you've worked in predominantly male industries obviously the, the army you've spoken about that experience there but we're, we're kind of feeling like the time is now for midlife women there are so many brilliant midlife women out there like yourself doing fantastic things have you noticed that step change as well and who yeah. inspires you who do you like to follow on Instagram or on YouTube I think it's an exciting time I think women are getting their voice heard more and more now and you know for me definitely the army was you know you didn't stand a chance I had to train harder and work harder to prove myself and again in the fitness industry you know it's very much that the men are out there they're more respected as the personal trainer in the media will normally be men there whereas there are some incredible female trainers and how important are your friends Lucy because this comes up a lot with midlife women they do their exercise they get their heads around it but they still feel a bit lonely do your audience tell you that yeah and I think friends are your rock I mean I'm very lucky I've got a very very close family so so I've got family um but I've also got a couple of dear friends that because we're the same age we can kind of relate to what each other is going through and you know I think definitely with my community one thing that's kind of come about is that online friendship and support and I think you know just saying to someone I'm having a bad day I'm experiencing this just talking about it helps you know talking is everything and it's then sharing a problem I think the problem is when we bottle stuff up and being able to now talk about perimenopause menopause it is a conversation now people aren't scared about saying it and and it's a relief really because you're like oh okay that makes sense that's why I felt like that and I think it's really lovely for our younger generation for like my nieces to understand that actually it's not something to be scared of the more we talk about it and I always say knowledge is power once we have a knowledge and an understanding then we can work through something it's when we don't know that's when it becomes a problem so young Trish I'm going to make her do your workouts yeah (laughs) so I have done I've done a few here I am I'm a woman in my early 40s I've heard about this perimenopause business what videos of yours am I going to start on YouTube you do a 12 minute menopause workout don't you what else would be good for me as I head into this journey in my fall I would say any of my kind of walking workout indoor walking workouts the hit ones and I have actually specifically got a perimenopause workout you know equally just walking walking is our best friend again like the press-ups walking is the most natural exercise to do and if you've never done fitness get really excited because this podcast is going to change your life because this could be the time that you think I've never done fitness never liked it but now I'm going to take control because you will be investing in your future health you're looking after your mental health your physical health it's not about doing it to look a certain way it's about doing it to feel a certain way we both feel that we're sort of at the the later end of midlife aren't we Lorraine in our mid-50s but we just think further along than me yes 12 months but we think that it's um a real sort of time of opportunity and change and an opportunity to kind of you know recalibrate restart try new things do you feel like that as well is it kind of about grabbing opportunities Uh, are you up for meeting someone what's kind of your personal goals now that you're at this life stage I actually think it's so exciting and I'm totally up for that I am now saying yes to all the things I would have been nervous about saying no about Um, I've done so much traveling and I'm ready to go and climb mountains meet new people and explore and and kind of realize it's a bit like I think a lot of people in the menopause world have been calling it a second spring, but it's like a second spring. This time you're entering it with confidence and confidence is key. So, so it's like, age is literally just a number it's you know our body goes through different processes the perimenopause the menopause but that shouldn't let us stop us from 
going and trying different things and meeting new people and going on adventures and we should still laugh we can still feel young and I think that's what's really exciting and for me definitely reaching my 50s gave me a voice it gave me my confidence I'm not scared of upsetting people if I say the wrong thing I'm talking from my heart that's it and I think that (laughs) is the liberating thing and that's where your best friends you're all the same age group you know you get it and you look at life and I remember being in my 20s and my mum saying it's gonna fly by and I'm thinking no it won't and sure enough now it is I set up my YouTube channel early 40s And everyone was like, you're too old to do that. Why are you wasting your time doing that? And now I have over 2 million subscribers on YouTube. It's now become my business. And I've had over a quarter of a billion views. If I'd listened to the people that told me you're too old, then God knows where I'd be now. So it's just go with your heart. You've got the rest of your life ahead of you. Before we go, Lucy, I know you're single, but you do have two great loves in your life, don't you? Um, Yeah. And you may know that Margot, Trish's cat, right. is, is a much-loved member of the Postcards from Midlife yeah. family. So I feel like you should tell us about your lovely cat. Okay. So I have Princess Raisin and Princess Sultana, and they are my... <laughs> They are princesses. They rule me. They are the boss of me. They have weekly Reiki treatments. So someone comes (gasps) and does Reiki. She's amazing, actually. And it's so funny because the cats just roll over, put their paws in the air, and she does this Reiki and gentle cat massage. They love it. They are so spoiled. They're like children to me. I was just in the process of setting up YouTube, and I was struggling, and I was near enough homeless and I had my two cats I'd split up with a partner and he was like it's either the cats or me so I'm like right it's the cats so I left him went into a bed sit and I couldn't afford to rent anywhere that would have cats and no one would take cats and long and short of it I couldn't find anywhere to take them and I thought I was going to have to give them up and I spoke mm-hmm. to the cats protection and it broke my heart I remember that night sobbing And they were coming to collect them the next day. And I said to the lady, I said, will I be able to see where they've gone? Can I go and sit? She went, you'll never be able to see them. And I was like, you can't take them. So that was the day that I found a cattery, went up there. She said she would do them as long-term boarders. They had their own ensuite. They were there for a year. I spent more on their rent than mine. I went to see them every day. That's when I just was rock bottom. But I turned my life around. That's when I really upped the game on YouTube and things started to change and now they have their wonderful palace they're still with me I could never have given them up and oh you you deserve that Lucy you worked so hard that they were my drive they've been part of my reason to just keep going well thank you now that Margot knows about the cat reiki I mean oh my goodness (laughs) watch this space yeah exactly she's amazing this lady Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think it will be really, really helpful. Um, We will leave lots of details and details to your uh, website. Uh, We'll put that on the Facebook group. But thank you for all your advice. I wish you the best of luck. You are an absolute joy to interview. You're so positive. It's kind of the energy is bouncing off both of us. So thank you very much, Lucy. But also thank you so much as well for reaching out and doing this midlife. It's just a new beginning, but one that we're now confident in. So it's exciting. Here we are again. Nostalgia noodle. Take me back in time. By mm. your mind, Trish. No, my mind. Well, actually, time this... Time machine of your mind. <laughs> the time machine of my mind got triggered um, last week when I went to the, the 100 Club, or the 100 Club, oh. as you might call it, Stoke on Hope. London's Oxford Street, if you remember that. And, um, you know, being the age we are, we were actually going to see... Uh, our friend who's now who now plays in a jazz band and they were playing oh, like music. the midnight follies they were absolutely brilliant it was such a fun evening but it was so weird going down into the 100 yeah. club where they have all the pictures of you know johnny rotten and all the bands that i would have seen in the 80s and the 90s and i was like gosh we're sitting here and we're sort of doing a bit of chair dancing <laughs> rather than pogoing but never mind so that was all lovely very nice went into the loos and there was toilet graffiti everywhere. And it really took what? me back. You know, like people yeah. writing in the loos, right. which used to be a thing. I think yeah. it, it was a thing at school, but it was also a thing wherever you went anywhere out to disco. And it was usually things like, you know, 
Janice for Mick forever, that sort of thing, or saying somebody was um, a bit of a slag. So you're saying that young people are still doing it now? The young people are doing it. The young people are still doing it. And what made me think that's quite strange is they're bringing pens out with them. They're bringing pens, they're bringing marker pens, they're writing poems, they're being rude, they're doing a lot of the same stuff we we used to do. It's well, probably actually, art now, though, Trish, isn't it? It's, yes. it's like a, and, a way um, of expressing your, your yes. uh, mental Quite health. Quite a lot yeah. of social protest going on. Uh, in the ultra club toilets. <laughs> a lot of culture war stuff, yes. you know, that kind of thing. I was thinking, well, obviously, I was such goody to shoes, I would never have done any graffiti, but you probably would have done. What, I'd have been what? too drunk to write, Trish. Oh, would you? Point. Too drunk to write. <laughs> what would you write now if you had to write something now? <laughs> Loza Waza here. <laughs> Or Lorraine for Margot forever, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And when you were talking about clubs, I was remembering the one I used to go to in uh, Liscard, which Mm, was the nearest big town to the tiny village. Rocking. It was. It was called. I mean, Liscard's quite small. It's it's um, it's a market town, but it was Mm -hmm. called the Carlton Suite. (laughs) If it was some kind of giant complex. Illusions of grandeur. Oh, those were the days. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's postcard from Midlife. New episodes are available to listen to every Sunday on your podcast provider. And we would really appreciate it if you can make sure to download your episodes and then they count on our listener numbers. And a little rate and review would be most marvellous too. Yes, and please tell all your friends about us because we want as many women as possible to join in this Midlife conversation which is what our private Facebook group is all about. So if you're not a member yet, do come on over and join in the chat. And please remember, it's the Facebook group. It's not Postcards from Midlife Facebook because some people are sending us friend requests and we don't actually run it as a Facebook page. It's the Facebook no. group. So please yes, you have search to join. that up. Yes. Yeah, and if you go there, you can use the Facebook group to post any feedback on the topics we discuss. You can suggest things that we can talk about on the show, celebrities or experts you want to hear interviewed, or you can email us at hello at postcardsfrommidlife.com. We'd also love you to email about thoughts on our Postcards from Midlife live show next year. What do you want to happen there? So you can email us at the same address and put Postcards Live in it, or you can pop a message on Instagram. Goodbye. Goodbye.